Quick note about this episode before you listen. We recorded on July 18th, this episode. July 19th, I started having what I thought were contractions and I thought for sure the baby was coming. He did not come. But July 22nd, my water broke. We had our son, Muhammad Ahmed, and obviously this episode did not come out <laughs> until just now. So sorry, the episode is so late, but I'm sure you can understand it being late. I hope you enjoy this episode. And as always, let us know how you like it by hitting us up on social, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and letting us know how you like the episode. And without further ado, here it is. This is Eklas. And this is Mecca. You're listening to Identity Politics, a podcast on race, gender, and Muslims in America. Mecca, tell the people where they can find us. You can find us wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Acast. You can also find us online at IdentityPoliticsPod.com, on Twitter at IdentityPolPod, and on Facebook.com slash IdentityPolitics. And remember, if you like what you hear, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Hey, Mecca. Hey, Aklas. Hey, Hibba. How's it going? It's going good. It's good to have you on the episode. We're excited to have you here. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, so usually... You guys have questions for other people, but today I have some questions for you. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I think that this is a really good chance to take a step back. Um, This season, we surpassed 50 episodes. Um, This is actually our 52nd episode. Um, We also surpassed our three-year mark this season, which is a pretty significant milestone. And we surpassed 200 uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts. And we're just creeping up on 200,000 downloads um, for the show. So there's been a lot of different milestones. And so I'm really excited about the opportunity to kind of take a step back, think about it, you know, talk about it, all that good stuff. So exciting. You just like listed so many things. Yeah. And I was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you got to say alhamdulillah, you know, just to like. No, that's so true. Although, you know, that, um, that like graphic that has been going around, I think I first saw it on your like Instagram, maybe Mecca, where it's like, I can do all things with like black people rhythmically behind me, sh- <laughs> like <laughs> chanting A. <laughs> That's true. I love that. I'm like, it's so true. I don't know why it gets me so hype all the time, but like, definitely. Like you- but I also get hype with people saying Alhamdulillah, mashallah. Like, <laughs> it's like you see like the the vines of like the kids like doing yo yos or just like really basic stuff, and like all the other black kids around them being like, hey, hey. <laughs> just makes everything better. It does. <laughs> so like you said, um, this is actually the 52nd episode. Um, so we just passed 50 this season. How does it feel to have 50 episodes under your belt? I think I wouldn't have realized it was 50 if like, you know, 
the number didn't pop up (laughs) saying that it was. I think I, in the beginning, we used to think about milestones when we only had a few episodes. And I know Mecca and I would be like, if we just get to like 20 episodes, like Mm -hmm. then people will have enough to binge listen. And they're like, if we just get to 30 episodes, then we'll have like more downloads. And I think after that point, we kind of stopped thinking about like, oh, we need to get to this many episodes. Mm -hmm. And we were just like very much in the groove like, oh, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about that. Like, I want to bring on this person. I want to bring on that person. And it became more about the issues and like the guests than it did like reaching a certain number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I feel like neither of us come from an audio background. I think we've learned a lot about the whole game like over the last three years. But I think for me, I felt really like the need to prove ourselves and to make sure that at the end of the day, we could we had the quality content to back up like why we had a podcast. Cause I feel like there are all these jokes about like, you know, everybody has a podcast and like anybody with an internet connection thinks they can have a podcast and like, that's fine. And that's true. But I never wanted there to be a question that like, we were just talking for the sake of talking. Like I, I wanted us to be able to point to like really quality, unique conversations that people couldn't really find anywhere else. And then once we actually had like a strong backlog where I could be like, you should check out episode 12, you should check out, you know, episode five, like where I didn't have to feel like listen to my podcast, but also like we're still figuring out what we're doing. <laughs> um, once I've, we, we got a little more secure and like into a rhythm, like it's been a lot more fun just to be like, what do we want to talk? about not like what do we have to prove like what ground do we have to cover kind of thing yeah I think that makes a lot of sense also because in my time with the podcast like you've always challenged me to think about when we're doing pitching like what is the new thing that we're bringing to the conversation and like really not just talking for the sake of talking but like so that we're adding something new to people's lives when they're listening and I feel like you all have consistently been doing that, and I'm happy to be a part of it as well. So, Ahlas, this is your last podcast before you officially become a mom. How are you feeling? I feel like a lot of listeners are invested not only in like the show and the guests, but also like probably want to know like how have you been? How has podcasting while pregnant been? <laughs> are you okay? What's up? Yeah. <laughs> you okay <with> this? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, it's been funny. I mean, you've seen on Instagram have been like posting pictures from my maternity shoot, which has oh, yes, been like beautiful. fun. You're glowing as they would say. I think um I feel like I've kind of had a little bit of a private slash public pregnancy. Like I haven't really been documenting on Instagram, like stories and things like that of my belly growing. Um, But I have talked about in the show about being pregnant. Um, And it's, I don't know, I've been having like very reflective moments while being pregnant. I will say that I am tired of working. So as the, I know. So the date of this recording, my maternity leave actually starts next Monday. So tomorrow will be my last day of work. Yeah, I'm excited. And to be honest, I'm kind of like happy to wrap up this season as well. (laughs) Um, And have a little bit of a break. Um, I'm just tired. 
<laughs> and I'm sure like all the mamas out there know this very well of just like, you're just really tired. And all of my energy is spent like nesting, being like, oh, I need to clean this up. Oh, I need to set this up for baby. Oh, this or that. I've never been to Target so much in my life, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I never understood why people went to Target so much, like up until now. And especially now that like I'm trying to limit my Amazon purchases. <laughs> um, I've been doing a lot more of just like going out locally to get stuff, but that's how I'm doing. That's awesome. Did I answer the question or did I just ramble? No, I think you, <laughs> I think you answered it and we wish you the best on your journey. <laughs> no, I'm really excited. I can't relate. But, uh... yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like I go to Target all the time already. So <laughs> No, I, I like never would go in that store because I'm just like you end up buying so much stuff that you like don't need. No, exactly. Every time I go in there for like a sock, I leave like two hundred dollars later. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that you go in That's there for crazy. just one sock, like not even. <laughs> Sometimes you just need one sock. Okay. Oh my god. That's fair. Oh, but I think the funny thing, but not so funny. The thing about being pregnant while podcasting is trying to get up in the morning and meet with y'all. <laughs> because it's like always a struggle where I'm like, don't sleep through the meeting. Don't sleep through the meeting. Like, I know, alhamdulillah, get you were like, pretty successful. I said like, nine yeah. out of ten times you did not sleep through the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so like Micah said, you both have been podcasting for three years and you did an episode a while ago about like how to start a podcast and all of that. I think in the three years since you've started, the media landscape has changed a lot. A lot of new podcasts have been on the scene, like a lot of new Muslim podcasts have come on the scene. What do you think has changed in the past three years um, and how has that impacted identity politics? I think that First and foremost, like you, you just hinted at it, just like the accessibility of podcasting has really come wide open because when we were starting the show, I remember like researching like how to start a podcast and there were like three blog posts and they were all like white guys who talk about baseball, you know, like the stereotype of a podcast. <laughs> um, and I think that was the first link that I sent to Ikhlas when she was like thinking of starting the show. Like it was from instructions from like one of those white guys. And we did all of this research, you know, like scoured all of like the podcasting apps for like Muslim Islam, you know, like Muslims in America, like anything that mentioned those things. And there were really only three shows that were not like Islamic lectures. Um, we're not focused on spirituality or religiosity. Um, and we're actually like what I would call like lifestyle podcasts and, and sort of talked about like Muslim life. And that would see something, say something, good Muslim, bad Muslim and diffuse congruence. Like those were the three, the big three that we found. Now, if I go and look on the podcast app, there's more than I can count. Like it is just like completely taken off. And, you know, since we've started, like there are now literally like audio recording, like apps that you can use to like automatically upload a podcast. And there's just, I think that has been really cool to see because I mentioned, you know, the insecurity of just wanting to make sure every episode was something that we could stand behind. Part of it was we were like, 
we're the only black like hosts like on this topic right now. You know, like we when you're the only one, there's a little bit of pressure to like do it right, to like do right by everyone in the community, not embarrass your mama, like all of that. But it's been cool to see like so many different perspectives and like so especially like young people. Like I feel like a lot of like college students or recent grads um have podcasts right now and it's really cool to just see the diverse experiences and the diverse growth uh, voices continue to grow like in this space. Like that's something that I don't think I envisioned three years ago when we started. Um, And it's really cool to be a part of it. And Alhamdulillah, like it's not a competitive thing because a lot of the folks that have started podcasts have like reached out to us and been like, I'm thinking of starting a podcast. And like, we've been able to say like, here's the mic we use and like all of that. So actually to feel like you're in community with a bunch of like podcasters of color and Muslim podcasters and not feel like there's room for only one, like there is no scarcity. Like the scarcity is like a white supremacist concept. And like, there's, there is an abundance of space for all of our voices. Um, So that's been really cool to be a part of. Yeah, I I actually have something, a question for both of you, just thinking about it being three years since we started. Do y'all still like enjoy listening to podcasts? I was like thinking about this the other day, (laughs) especially like when you're in the game, I think you become a lot more critical of like shows maybe that you listen to and maybe you like them a little bit less. I don't know. Does that like, happen? I'm you? not on maternity leave yet. I'm going to get a question in here somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's definitely happened to me. I, I yeah. think there's really only one or two podcasts that I listen to. I used to have like a regular rotation, but now mm-hmm. it's like they're just defined times. Like I'm cleaning the house and I'm like, let me go catch up on Hidden Brain or like <laughs> Modern right. Love. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's it. <laughs> I think I've definitely become more aware of like, quality right so like before I would just like try out different podcasts and now if I listen to like five minutes of something and they don't do like certain things that like I feel like make it flow better especially having like worked on a podcast I'm like nope this is wrong you know <laughs> not you yeah. know like I, I just feel like there there is a certain level that we'll get to but at the same time like I think like Mecca said I like listen to podcasts because it gives you a virtual sense of community like that was like one of my favorite things about identity politics especially if you're like away from your community or something like that so um I feel like ne- I've kind of gone from listening to so many to like a few that I really fall back on and enjoy you know one thing that I was super yeah. defensive about early on we got some feedback from a friend that our episodes were too long and we we're like no yeah we have so much to talk about like we're so thoughtful about our episodes I promise you, I can't listen to a podcast episode that's like longer than 50 minutes. Like I might listen to it if it's an hour, like if right. it's really, really interesting. But yeah. like, that's something that I feel like my patience for has just like completely gone away. Yeah, no, I think that's fair too, especially because there are more shows that are like 20 minutes or 30 minutes, like designed for the commute. So then if you have one that's like mm-hmm. an hour and a half, you're like, I don't, I have to listen to this in like three chunks. Like I'm never going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because joshua is still like team the episode can be super long <laughs> if it's good he like does not mind listening like over an hour and in fact he like gets upset when we have like a guest he really likes and he's like how come you haven't talked to her longer and i'm like no one is trying to do like hour and a half episodes anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> 
<laughs> That's okay. Uh, uh, I think also another question I have for you guys in the same kind of like reflecting on your growth in the past three years um, is what did you wish you knew before starting or like what advice or, or even affirmation would you give yourself three years ago? Hmm. I would say three years ago, I guess like doing the first episodes, it was really difficult um, because just was starting from like not knowing anything. And I just my own personality type, I'm really hard on myself and I have like really high expectations for the work that I put out. And so it was really difficult for me to like be wanting to put out this product, but also like not really knowing how to do that perfectly. <laughs> and so like listening to the end result, I'd be like, oh, this audio is so bad. Like, oh, these questions like aren't great. Like, oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. And um, I have issues. <laughs> And so like there are times where I would just like cry and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I put that out. Or like, oh, I can't believe I sound like that. Um so it was like an emotional roller coaster, but I still wanted to keep doing it. But I was also like beating myself up. And so it was really nice when like Mecca came on and to have like a partner to go through this with. So not that I still didn't cry. There were like episodes where I still cried after. <laughs> but it was nice to have someone who like is also like sensible <laughs> and who was like, calm down, like we're gonna get better. Um, so I would just tell myself three years ago to like chill out, but I would also tell myself today to chill out too. <laughs> An ongoing <laughs> advice. Yeah. Affirma- ongoing. Daily affirmation. Daily. Seriously, I have to have that daily. Yeah. I think same. Like I, I, I there was a, there was this meme like going around, you know, all these like inspirational memes going on Instagram, but it's like your first podcast episode will suck. Like your first poetry, like will be bad. Like your first whatever, but like just start. And like, as cheesy as that is, like, that's how I feel. Like just start, like you will learn, like, but also like trust yourself. Like don't feel the need to share something that you're uncomfortable with. Like it took Ikhlas and I many, many episodes before we shared pretty much anything about ourselves. Like we were just asking people questions and then people started responding really well to like us sharing our opinions on things and like actually like weighing in on the topics ourselves and, and all of that. And so the, our interview style ended up evolving as we became more comfortable like being like, okay, we don't have to have like an objective journalistic approach. We can just invite people to have a conversation with us and talk. And, you know, that I think was something that we had to like go with our gut on. So I think definitely just like just start. Like the worst you can do is learn and improve. And that's okay. <laughs> and also that like trust your gut and don't feel the need to like overshare, but also don't feel the need to like hide behind the mic for some like weird journalistic standard that like you don't necessarily need to adhere to for this type of conversation. Yeah. I think part of the thing like you touched on Mecca is that people really enjoy like the personality that feature, like you guys talking and like your friendship and the rapport that you have. And like part of the reason people tune in, I think is because the guests are awesome and they have a lot of cool stuff to share, but also part of it is like, they tune in to hear what you have to say. And as you like 
get more comfortable sharing more things, it becomes more interesting like for you and for the listener. Um, I think that's like probably part of the reason why I tuned in because I was like, oh, I wonder what they think about like these important things. Like as Black Muslim women, your voices are not heard a lot of the time. And so my question is, how do you keep centering Black Muslim women voices, even when the guest isn't always a Black Muslim woman or the subject matter isn't necessarily directly related to that? Because I think that's one of the distinguishing factors of identity politics and part of the reason why people tune in. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I wonder, it's hard. I'm trying to think back to the beginning, Mecca, if we ever had like... Because I don't think our intention was ever to just, like, have Black Muslim women as, like, guests on the show. Um, And then the other thing was, you know, people would refer to us as, like, those two Black Muslim girls, like, who have a podcast. Or, like, they would be like, oh, that Black Muslim girl podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think we would kind of, like, cringe at that (laughs) because it was, like, our, the show was being synthesized into like, oh, these two black Muslim girls are doing this. Right. Um, and not that like we're not two black Muslim girls, but something about it just felt like very belittling. And so really, I think when we do the show, it's more of we're bringing our perspective, our experiences as black Muslim women but our topics that we cover aren't necessarily like limited to what people think that like black Muslim women should be talking about. Mm -hmm. um, If that makes sense (laughs) where it's like we cover obviously a wide variety of issues on the podcast, but it's what we're bringing um, in terms of our perspective and the way we think about things that makes the conversation really expansive and like rich. And so it's not surprising to us that like people who are not black Muslim women can listen to the show and like still appreciate it and enjoy it. Um, But our primary audience is always like women like us. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just to add to that. So early on, I, you know, I'm the, the stats keeper. Um, so I actually <laughs> do track gender and race of all of our guests. You know, early on, if I saw that we were interviewing a lot of men, I'd be like, hold on, no way. Like we need more women. Or mm-hmm. if we were interviewing a lot of non-black guests, like for me, I'd be like, we need to balance the scales because part of the reason why we felt the need for the podcast was because the representation of Muslims that we saw everywhere was so like one dimensional. And we know that our communities are so diverse and even like within like not just racially diverse, but just like politically, like socially, like theologically, there are just a lot of different opinions. Like I feel like we're more often in conflict than we are in like unison. (laughs) Um, And so I wanted to make sure that we were being attentive to that and that if there were patterns that we were unnecessarily like following, because, you know, we also accept pitches. So it's possible that we were just like, have an entire season that's like all female guests and we'd be like oh we should probably find like a guy and not just in a tokenizing kind of way but like hey have we had conversations about gender but never brought in like people of different genders into this perspective like into this conversation like that that's just a problem and that's a blind spot and like we have to balance our own perspectives like with other perspectives of members of our community and then i'll also think 
part of what we do is we try to be really intersectional in how we approach our guests and our topics. And so early on, I feel like we were really explicit about it. I think it's become less obvious as we've gone on. But I think that there is no such thing as like representing like Muslims. It just doesn't exist. Like there's too many of us who speak too many languages. We care about too many things for you to represent all of us. But what happens is you'll have this person with a platform that claims to be representing Muslims, Mm -hmm. but really they're representing the Muslims they grew up with, you know, their understanding of what it means to be Muslim, their unique experience. Um, Maybe they're, they wear a scarf and they're visibly Muslim, or maybe they're not, maybe they're white, maybe they're black. And all of those things influence how they experience Islam and their relationship to being Muslim. And so we try to ask questions that really pull apart like what are you really like getting at here and what and one of the things that i'm proud of is like you know like when we talked to the good muslim bad muslim team and they talked about like brown and persian girls and like when we interviewed rami and he talked about his show being for arabs and just like being able to pull back like what are you really doing here and who is your actual target audience because the world just looks at us all as muslims when really we're doing something like a lot more nuanced and like intersectional than that yeah, I think one of my favorite things about the show and like listening to like, you know, Muslim lifestyle podcasts like identity politics or like see something, say something is that for me, like growing up with a very specific um, like Muslim immigrant, like Arab community, I didn't know that like all of these other Muslims existed and like until I like got to college and then even then like your kind of community interactions are limited so when I listened to the podcast and like when I first started listening to identity politics it was clear to me that like you weren't trying to represent all Muslims but that like it was kind of like how different Muslims could be and live um Mm -hmm. and that I think is really valuable especially if you only know a few Muslims like maybe if you're a non-Muslim Muslim or if you like only like met people in a certain community and so I really appreciate that Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, you've, that's a good segue into a question we have for you. You know, you've gone from being just a listener to the show to actually being a creator of the show. So how has that transition been for you? And has being behind the scenes completely ruined like the show? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say, I feel so like grateful to like be on the other side of it. Like, um, I think listening to the podcast like before I felt really like very drawn to this like virtual community and like I um started listening when I wasn't living around like a lot of Muslims that were my age and I was feeling kind of isolated and so um now I imagine like being part of the show and creating that for other people I I hope I'm like paying back some of that (laughs) I really love it I think like it's been cool to see just like how organically things develop and like how you both are like really game for like, like any idea and just kind of like workshopping it and being like, yeah, I think we should talk about this. Like, okay, let's do it. Like, let's make it happen. Like, um, I think that's really cool. I feel like, um, it's changed my perspective about like what I can do. Like, I think I started, um, like, 
I don't know. I think I, I feel really energized by working on identity politics. And like, I started out being like, I hope that this is like something that is like, will be a cool experience. And now I'm like, I love this. Like I've never stopped <laughs> doing storytelling. And I think like for me, it really struck a nerve, right? Because like what I, I didn't realize before when I was listening to it was that like storytelling is so powerful, especially if you like are a marginalized person. And so to be able to have a hand in like on a platform and creating stories for people like you, like that is not just like a cool creative thing, but it's also like a deeply like healing process, right? Because like how many times have, in your life have you been told like your story is not important, like mm-hmm. directly or indirectly, mm-hmm. and to be able to be like, I want to say this or like I want to hear from this person or I want to like mm-hmm. do this thing. Like it's been really really cool. That's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice to have that insight. Yeah, I'll also say, you say it's been energizing. Like, it's been really energizing to have you, you know? Like, this is not easy. And, like, as Ikhlas mentioned, like, you know, she's been pregnant. I've just been, like, tired and jaded and busy. And, <laughs> and like, this season, I think, needed new ideas. It needed new energy. It needed someone to, like, remind us, like, what we were doing. And, like, and <laughs> to hold us accountable and be like, yo, answer my emails. Um, because mm-hmm. after you do something for a while and... One thing that I feel like a class and I haven't talked about in a long time, but was a theme in our early episodes of like, how are the queens of like unfinished Google Docs? And like, we have yes. lots of ideas, but are just like way too lazy to implement them. So I feel like sometimes totally. the stress that I feel around the podcast is like, oh man, like, I don't feel like it. And like, yeah. I'm not in, like, no one's my boss. So like, I don't have to. So, yeah. so it's been like yeah. good to have like a third person be like, Sure, you don't have to, but you should. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so true. That like personal accountability where it's like you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, the yo answer my emails is like a summary of my work style. <laughs> just put that on my resume from now. <laughs> That's your MBT personality type. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, so let's talk a little bit about season six. Um, who was your favorite guest or maybe what was your favorite conversation? <laughs> I think we liked all of the guests. Um, from season six, let me, I have to go back and look. I know, I'm literally um, like pulling up our website right now. <laughs> <laughs> <That's so sad. laughs> oh man, this is tough. I should probably say like my husband. Oh, my oh, God. God. He's been favorite. on the show like 17 <laughs> times. Like, he doesn't count as a purely season <laughs> I guest. Like y'all have been married for a while. He's going to know if you're lying in class. <laughs> but that was a great episode. No, I I did like that episode. Um I think, you know, I one of my favorite episode from this season, I think was definitely the birth work episode featuring the DC doula. And sorry, these people have real names. Her name's Malika Hukmahamet. <laughs> I really like enjoyed that episode. I think it helped put me in a good state to like just prepare for this journey that I'm on. And it was like a very selfish episode <laughs> where I was like, I want her to come on because I want to talk about this. Yeah, I feel like I didn't ask and... a single question. I was just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think um, it's something that I've just been thinking about a lot of just like 
black um, maternity and knowing the risks that are associated with having a baby in this country for black women. And it's something that often just like makes me sad when I think about healthcare. And now even just like having a child, like trying to find a pediatrician um, that like, I don't know, just the state of like healthcare for like black Americans. And then I mean, I would even include just like class as something I've just been thinking about a lot where I'm like, it's not a lot of good options. And a lot of people are taking things that they'd like don't need to take. And so like in my pregnancy journey, I'm very blessed to have a midwife who, and I know, I know not everyone agrees with this, but I really appreciate having a midwife who when I've had like things happen during my pregnancy, she always offers me like natural remedies first, which is nice before any type of medication is taken. And I've done some like really strange things. <laughs> I don't know if this is too much for the podcast. Maybe it's too much for the podcast. <laughs> is it too much to say like, I, mean, if, I like put gar- if, if you're comfortable, <laughs> it's not too much. <laughs> so I, I like when you're pregnant, you have to do this like test that tests for bacteria like in your vagina and like your anus. But like I was having like some like discharge things and she was like, okay, so you can put like some garlic up your vagina like overnight <laughs> um, and see how that goes first. And so just like doing things like that before you take meds, um, which is nice. So anyway, that's a long way to say that I like the birth work because I think that people who are doing this work are just like so valuable and just like so needed in our communities. Wow, I feel like I know so much more about you than I ever yep. thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're having a yeast infection or any type of weird like discharge, you can just try putting some garlic up there and see how that like, works for you. You peeled it, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, peeled it and like put a glove up there and like tied some dental floss around it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like, it's a real thing. And it actually helps. Good to know. Um, That is very hard to follow. (laughs) Um, But I will say, honestly, and I know this is a cop out, like every conversation has been meaningful to me for different reasons. Like, I I feel like we invite guests that we want to talk to. And we talk about topics that are on our hearts like yesterday i was having a conversation about mentorship and there like, someone was like you know hey do you have any mentors and i was like you know sometimes i feel like i use the podcast interviews just to like process the things that i'm going through with people that i can pretend to have relationships with but really are just so funny but like low-key i feel like i do do that a little bit and so i'd say one of the most meaningful episodes and that even feels unfair but i was really glad that we got to talk to dahlia specifically about what it means to be a muslim woman in the spotlight like as we can see by what's happening yet again with ilhan omar and like all these people coming after her the president like really not going to stop until she's dead like i just continue to go back to that conversation about like why do you do work that threatens that can threaten you um and like what does it mean to be visible and like Mm -hmm. how do you stay grounded and how do you how do you remember that this is an act of service like for god and like not for people how do you protect yourself like i feel like that was a conversation that i needed to hear because i was i was experiencing so much like vicarious trauma through like watching what Mm -hmm. was happening to these like very public muslim women 
And like part of me wants to just be like, y'all just like stay home, like stop talking, like don't do anything. (laughs) But like remembering that like making yourself invisible has like never worked for anyone who's ever like fought for rights that we have today. Um, And, Mm -hmm. you know, politics aren't necessarily the realm in which I want to make a difference or that I'm like committed to doing that. But I still don't think if someone has chosen to enter into politics that they should be treated like the way they want, like the way like Mm -hmm. all of these random people like want to treat them and to disrespect them so much. So. I'd say like that conversation that we had just specifically around like what it means to be a Muslim woman in the spotlight and like how to cope with that and how to just like stay focused on the work because the climate is just going to get hotter and like more hostile. I feel like that's one that I'll likely return to as like the election cycle like picks back up and just like Muslimness becomes a thing that people want to attack at like a higher rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Um, that was a conversation like that's a perfect example of the conversations by us for us right like I'm sure a lot of people really appreciate it because they also like it's something you need to hear like whether you're directly engaged in like social justice like activism things or not you know just like your existence is resistance to like a lot of people in the world that don't think you should be out here living your life um, side note, did we see that Cardi B posted about yes. Yeah. I just want to say I love yes. this new activist Cardi. Like, I love <laughs> this intersectionality. Yeah, Cardi is so woke. Like, people sleep on her because she's a rapper, because she comes from a low-income low, low income background. Like, she's not educated in the ways that we're used to. She is but real. girl has been, like, she has been so insightful on politics for so long and i'm yeah. glad that people are, are now starting to like pick up on that no same cardi if you're listening please come on the show <laughs> cardi is definitely not listening maybe somebody who works around her is listening <laughs> either one we'll take it um <laughs> was there an episode or a conversation this season that surprised you or like turned out differently than planned Oh, I can answer that one first. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like another breakdown. Oh no, not not that one. Was, oh no, not no, not no. that one. Okay. <laughs> but you can talk about that. So actually, okay. um the Joshua episode. <laughs> I feel like whenever oh, we're like, yeah. oh, should we bring Joshua on? Like we know that he's gonna be down. We know that he's gonna be interesting. Like he's just like a superstar guest that like has really interesting mm-hmm. insights to share. And so I don't necessarily feel the need to like prepare because i know he's gonna like bring the work you know so i feel like when you're like mm-hmm. oh joshua's starting a podcast like should we have him on to like talk about it i was like yeah that sounds great like that's one less episode i have to like actively like think about because i know it'll just naturally be an interesting conversation and then he came on i promise you i was hanging on to every word like i was just like oh my <laughs> god i've never thought about this like this is so useful like i think that's another conversation that I've come back to and I know I will continue to come back to and just like thinking about like what it means to be like a student of knowledge what it means to take control of like your spiritual path and like take ownership and responsibility for it um so I feel like that was an episode that I went into it just being like okay we've this is what your fourth or fifth time like coming on the show and so I'll just like sit back and we can talk about what we talk about when we get together um but it ended up actually being a very like important conversation for like who I am and like <laughs> what I'm like experiencing. So that was, mm-hmm. that was a great conversation that just like, I thought it was going to be one thing and it ended up being like so much more than that. 
Yeah, no, that was a good episode. Also, like an episode with technical difficulties. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt like I just can never get over like technical difficulties. Um, so my episode <laughs> <laughs> was so this season we've been using a different program. Um, we usually use Zencaster. A lot of people ask us how we record. So I think in how to start a podcast, I mentioned how we use this program called Zencaster that you can record online. Um, but then we started using this program Ringer, um, which we're using now, which works, seems to be working now. Um, before it did not work. And so when we were doing the Rami interview, we were actually like having so many technical difficulties. So many. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the program wasn't working. Uh, he couldn't like log in and then he was able to log in. And then we're like, cool, let's like quickly do this interview before anything else happens. We're like, bismillah, bismillah. <laughs> and then like halfway through, like the app just stops working. We lose connection. Yeah. Well, like I lose I could connection. Clarify. I ask a really like hard hitting question about aspirational whiteness and then it class drops off. So then I have to awkwardly like make small talk for like five minutes trying to get her back on after being like, what's your show trying to tell us about like whether you want to be white or not? And then I was just like, so like, how's LA? Like, (laughs) Oh my gosh. So rough. And like, I couldn't get back in. And then you know, we were just like, okay, like Mecca had to be like, okay, um, we're just going to call it quits um, and try to reschedule. And so that was like such a mess. So afterwards, I'm like breaking down. Aww. I like call Joshua and I'm like, oh my God, this interview just went so horribly. Oh my God, we just wasted somebody's time. Like, <laughs> and he was like busy at work and he was like, um, are you okay? Like, <laughs> Because I have to get back to work. Oh. Are you dying? No. Okay. <laughs> no, that's so. And, and um, every time yeah. we have a like quote unquote like high profile guest or like someone who we like don't know that well, like we've always had technical yes. difficulties. Like I think it's like a lot keeping us humble. Like yeah. yeah, seriously. Oh my gosh. And I like afterwards. I'm always like, man, I still like. <laughs> I need to like build up some like strength or something because I like have breakdowns too easily yeah. it's pretty funny though in hindsight you know <laughs> yeah in high in hindsight <laughs> I think the episode turned out great and like I think um yeah people wouldn't know about all of these like difficulties um but hopefully it's inspiring to you if you're starting the podcast or like if yeah. you're doing anything and like you know if yeah. you listen closely you might be able to tell that they were actually two different interviews that we spliced together. Like we had so many technical yes. difficulties that we had to actually say like, no, we're, we're, we need to come back. So there's a first part of the conversation and then there, we just edited in the second part of the conversation. So that's a little mm-hmm. behind the scenes scoop for you on what it's like to actually <laughs> record these episodes. Um, so like you said, we've had a lot of high profile guests on this season. Um, who is your dream celebrity guest? I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but I would really like to hear it. (laughs) I feel like, you know, with this question, I was thinking about it recently. Since this season, we had like a couple of higher, you know, profile people. And just another like inside thing is that having a higher profile guest doesn't always translate into like 
more downloads or listens or people like engaging. And so early on, we had this really big thing where we're like, oh, we need to get like some celebrity guests. We like need to get really high profile people. And not to say that it doesn't benefit, right? Like for a lot of people, it adds to what they think of our show, like as being like legitimate, like, oh, you had so-and-so on there. Oh, you had so-and-so. But in our experience, it hasn't necessarily generated the most meaningful conversations that people like enjoy. Like I think when people tell us, you know, their favorite episodes from the podcast, they're usually never like the ones with like the so-called so-called higher profile guests. Never. It's they're usually like, like I love never about your crappy apartments <laughs> yeah. you live in. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, I like the episode with your parents. Like they're like, oh, class, I like the episode with your mom. Oh, I like when your husbands come on. And so it's really interesting to have this position where it's like you do want, you know, people who are considered higher profile, but at the end of the day, people just like really like a good conversation Mm -hmm. that relates to things that they're thinking about in their lives. And so when we do do episodes, a lot of the times we're just thinking like, what are people talking about? Like, what are people thinking about? What are we thinking about that we want to bring to the attention of our listeners? And when we do that, like that's when we see large numbers. So, I mean, obviously you still have celebrity guest aspirations. I also think that um, that lesson has been an important one to learn because you never want to get into a situation where you're just like creating, like you're just having someone on for the sake of having them on where you're like, I don't really like you. I don't really have anything to talk up to you about. (laughs) You have a million followers. So I guess like we'll have you on. Like, I think that like (laughs) to whatever extent that was even like a little bit in our hearts, (laughs) you know, like our intentions weren't like pure for conversations. I think just realizing Mm -hmm. that like really, unless someone's like going hard for you and like completely like taking over like their social media being like listen to this great interview i did with these awesome like people to their massive following which literally never happens when people come on the show like you're just not going to really see much so it's just like keep it focused on the conversation you want to have and the best person to like have that conversation um that being said i do have celebrity guests that i want (laughs) uh number one i i do think it would be great to have ilhan omar i just feel like she is causing so much conversation i wonder a lot just about how she's personally processing a lot of what's happening like what sort of support network she has and I'd love to just like sit down for, with her, like woman to woman, black woman to black woman, and go through like what it means at this moment in time to kind of be the national punching bag for all of the fears and paranoias that like white supremacists have. Um, so definitely her. And then, of course, you may know from my Twitter and Instagram rants, our very own, <laughs> our very own Rihanna would love to have her on to talk about her spiritual journey to talk about you know what what made her talk about Sudan just just wondering you know like seems like spirituality is front and center in a lot of her recent interviews like would she say she's on a different path you know like I just I would love to be able to talk to her and get inside what what has her spiritual journey been like as she's risen as a celebrity and as a black woman and and you know whether she's Muslim that's also something I want to know Marcus tweet thread about basically like factual proof that Rihanna is Muslim. You definitely need to check that out. And also, if Rihanna or any Rihanna adjacent people are listening, please hit us up. 
Thanks so much, Heba, for these awesome questions. It's really great to have you on and to be asked questions. It's very rare that we're on this end and it wasn't awkward at all. Like you made us feel very comfortable. So I'm so glad. Really great. Yeah, this was super fun. I enjoyed it as well. And I hope people enjoy listening. Yeah. And to our listeners, you know, thanks for listening this season. We tried out a lot of new things. We had Hiba. Well, we had and have Hiba on the team who's been, you know, as we mentioned before, producing the episodes and helping us just reach a new level. We also want to thank our intern Aya this season who helped make season six also such a wonderful season. And we hit a lot of um, milestones this season, mainly getting reviews. So thanks to our listeners for like us guilt tripping you, <laughs> um, but it worked. We got over 200 reviews. Um, so we surpassed our goal and we got a ton of new people listening and our old listeners who continue listening. So thank you so much. Um, we're going to take a break. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> has some things I feel like Mecca, you wanted to take, <laughs> you wanted to take a break a while ago. Oh, yeah. And I'm always like, let's just do some more episodes. Oh yeah. I wanted to like end before Ramadan. Just <laughs> but no, we're actually going to take a break. I think this is the first time also we might have like announced that we're taking a break. <laughs> um, but we will be back soon in the fall with season seven. So while we're on break, please listen to our previous episodes. And like we mentioned last episode, we'll also have merch coming your way. So you can find that on social. Um, all of that will be posted. And I think, is that yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it's continue. weird. I'm kind of like sad we're taking I a know, break. But I think it's great. And we are, alhamdulillah, are like leaving with a lot of quality content that people can share, share, share. Like if you like the show, tell your friends, tell your family, tell people that, you know, don't understand what it means to be Muslim. Your passive aggressive coworkers that are like, what is Ramadan? Like, are you starving <laughs> yourselves? Like, we're doing this work so that you don't have to. So <laughs> please, like, share yes. and continue to review um, and to continue to spread the love. Um, we've really, really enjoyed doing the show and we look forward to being back uh, for a great season seven, inshallah. Yeah. And if you continue to have episode suggestions, we take those really seriously. So you can always email us at identitypoliticspodcast at gmail.com. Um, or you can just DM us on Twitter or Instagram with your episode ideas. We love getting those. All right. I think that's it, y'all. Is that it? It's a break time. So. Summer break. Summer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a great rest of what are people calling it? Hot girl summer. Hey. Girl summer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time. Bye. Identity Politics is a podcast created by me, Ikhlas Salim. This episode was produced by Ikhlas Salim, Mecca Ali, and Heba Murray. And music is by Ibrahim Azam. Thanks for listening. Till next time. <laughs>